0: To be a child of God means that we are giving our whole stuff to God. Not just our mind, not just our actions, but all that we are. Mind, body, soul, and of course that includes our emotions as well. So the the title for our lesson this morning is Fear God, Fear God. You know, sometimes I think that maybe we kind of back away from that because emotions can be so unpredictable and sometimes our emotions can lead us on straight. But when we think about fearing God emotionally, we can see that there is a great reason to do that. First of all, we want to fear God emotionally because there are tremendous consequences to sin and we know that. We can see that in or days today. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 20, And Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin." So you see, there is a fear that we are not supposed to have the fear of the world the fear of the society that we live in today the fear of the things that are in the world influencing us pushing us to do what is wrong and what is not the will of god and there is a fear that yes we are supposed to have and of course that's the fear of god to understand what is right and to do the right things according to the will of God. And you may ask, why? Well, so that we may not sin. You know, when fear is misapplied, it leads us to sin. But when fear is applied correctly, it will lead us to righteousness. Now there are great consequences to sin. this life and we can see that every day. And the Bible talks about fearing God from the standpoint of fearing the consequences of sin. You know I can say I fear God because I don't want to see the consequences of sin in my life. Which may be, I don't know, diseases or tragic accidents or even death of loved ones or even myself. And those consequences may come if I do not have the appropriate fear of God. Well, there in Isaiah chapter 59, Isaiah 59 verse 2, Isaiah is writing to those who are about to experience the consequences of their sins. And they did not have any fear of God in their life. And as we know, in result, they ended up going into captivity, becoming a slave of another nation. Isaiah 59, verse 2, it says, "But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins sins have hidden His face from you, so that He will not hear. That is, He will not hear God will not hear us to bring about your salvation, and you know we can go so far in our sins, in our iniquities, so as to make it that God cannot save us from that, from those sins anymore. And you know we were talking about that a little bit on our Bible study during this week, this past Wednesday, on Hebrews chapter six, and how it is impossible to renew some people to repent. Why? Because they have gone of art often in their sins that nothing can be said to them to bring them back. Now, a lot of times we don't know how or who those people are. And that's a first, that's another place to judge who they are. It's our place to preach the gospel. It's our place to share the good news, to give hope to our society, to tell them the truth and to lovingly them. Think to try to bring them back to Christ. But God knows. He knows who they are, and one day those people will then have to face the fear of God. You know, I can say Fear God now, so that we don't have to fear Him later. Fear God now, so that we don't have to fear Him later. And that ought to be something that we think about on a daily basis. Sin has consequences. And ultimately, the wages of sin, as we know, is death. Spiritual death, eternal separation from God. The great consequences of sin Should place within us The fear of God To fear God emotionally again We must understand that God is the eternal judge Of all things The eternal judge of all things I'm not the judge You are not the judge God is the judge You know, a lot of people make the mistake of being the judge one way or another. They either judge that someone is lost mistakenly, and they will not take the gospel to them. Or they won't even have a friendship with them. Or they may judge that someone is saved mistakenly. And you know, because of that, they will not take the gospel or find a way to approach them. But either way, the judgment is wrong because you have placed yourself in the position of God. It's not my place to judge whether one is lost or one is saved. That's God's place. I have to walk in righteousness so that they may see the light and it is my responsibility then to tell what God's word has said. God is the ultimate judge, and we shall fear God emotionally because He is the ultimate judge. And He's going to bring every word into judgment, He's going to bring every single word into judgment. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, says the wise man. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. God knows all things. He knows every single work and every secret thing that everyone has done which were not covered by the blood of Christ. And those things are going to be brought up in the final judgment and God will be the judge in that regard. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 and 11 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done whether good or bad. And this is what Paul, the Apostle Paul says next. He says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God. And I also trust are well known in your consciences. We want to be well known to God. In the sense that we are covered by the blood of Christ. So that when that time of judgment comes and we stand before God, before Christ in judgment and that book is open, then Christ is going to be on our side, not against us. John chapter 12, verse 48, He who rejects me, Jesus Christ says, and does not receive my words, has that which judges him, the word that I have spoken, will judge him in the last day. No one will have an excuse. No. One. We won't have any excuse. Because all will be judged by the word of God. And the good thing is this great thing I can say. That God has given us His wonderful Word. That we can hear it, that we can listen to it, and we can obey it. So there will be no excuse. Because we have the Word of God. To fear God emotionally, we must understand that unrighteousness, righteousness, impenitence, and wickedness will be punished eternally. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body. So as we see, there is an eternal judgment for those who are unrighteous, for those who are impenitent, and those who practice wickedness. And one day, they will regret. They will regret having done all of those wicked, unrighteous, and evil things on which they were impenitent, and will pay for it eternally, sadly. Jesus said these words in Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Unrightly enough, he said, Jesus is the one who brought salvation, the one who brought grace, the one who brought mercy and love. And he is the one who speaks more about eternal judgment on hell than anyone else in the Bible. He says, then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are thirsty, into the eternal fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. Fear God, because one day he will punish them righteous. There in Revelation chapter 20, verse 15, says, And no found written in the book of God was cast into the lake of fire. There is eternal punishment for those who are impenitent who rejects God's offer, God's blessing who rejects God's mercy and grace and say, You know, God, I just assume to stand on my own works. That's an arrogant thing to say to God. Because our own works are a (laughs) righteousness. The Bible also talks about fearing God behaviorally. Fearing God behaviorally. That is how we live our lives. That's how we we react. And what we do in our actions. That we take each and every day. Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs chapter 13. Verse 13 says this. He who despises the world. Will be destroyed. But he who fears the commandments. Will be rewarded. Do you see that? Notice the relationship between fearing God and His Word. To fear God behaviorally means, first of all, that we are going to study, that we are going to learn His Word. Not just on Sunday, not just at home, but at all times. something that I can control, something that we can control, something that I can do. And by studying and learning God's Word, I'm practicing the fear of God. Why? Because I'm listening and putting more attention to the Word of God than what I hear in the news or what I see today out there. We fear the commandments. That's what we do. And so we study God's word. we follow God's will for benefit, not for God's benefit, it's for us to live longer, to have everlasting life. If that's not an act of love, I don't know what it is, God has demonstrated everything to show us the way In Acts chapter 13, verse 26, he says, Men and brethren, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to you the word of this salvation has been sent. If you fear God, if I fear God, fearing God and to listen to the Word of God. But not only we must hear the Word of God, or not only we are to confess, oh, I'm a Christian, but we got to demonstrate it. We got to obey God's Word. And that's also what it means to fear God, to give obedience to Him. In Deuteronomy chapter 17, Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 19, 17, verse 19, it says, And he shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, and be careful to observe all the words this God and this establishment. Notice the relationship between the word of God, fearing God, and obeying God. To fear God is to hear the word and to obey it. So fearing God means that we will act in a certain way to obey the word of God proverbs 1 verse 7 the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction clear enough when we fear the Lord we are going to listen we are going to learn we are going to obey Acts chapter 10 verse 35. But in every nation, whoever fears Him and works righteousness is accepted by Him. By whom? By me? No. By Brother Homer? No. By God. And there again, relationship between fearing God and working righteousness. And those two things go together. To fear God, we got to obey God's teaching, and to fear God, we must practice God's will each and every day. In Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 10, there Jeremiah talks about those who have not feared God. He says, "They have not been humble to this day, nor have they feared. They have not walked in my law." Or in my statute that I stand before you and your fathers. They did not fear God. And as we know in result, they did not obey the Lord. In Exodus chapter 1, verse 17. Now he talks about the midwives of Egypt, who when Pharaoh was given the command to kill the newborn babies among the Hebrews. You may remember that. But the midwives feared God not, and did not who as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. Still, still. Fearing God means doing God's will, regardless of what the government says, regardless of what other people say, regardless of what our families that are not Christians says. And that's the message there. Fearing God means that we are going to participate in the church, in the work of the church, doing the things that we are supposed to do related to the church. Acts chapter 9, verse 31 says, Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, had peace, and were edified. And notice, it says, and walking in the fear of the Lord, and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. And why they were multiplied? Because all the people, <clears throat> people saw them, how they lived their time, how they add in every circumstance. circumstance. Walking in the fear of the Lord. What do you think that means? What do you think that means? Well, it means that the church, they did what God wanted them to do, As the church. They walked in the fear of the Lord, and they were blessed. And so those who fear God are going to do so in relationship to their behavior. To fear God we got to study, we got to learn His word, obey it, obey His teaching, and practice His will every day. And then to fear God means something spiritually, something spiritually as well. In other words, we need to fear God in a specific sense of respect and submission. It also means that we need to practice certain things in our lives. To fear God means we must worship Him according to His divine will. In Luke chapter 7, verse 16, there it talks about how then fear came upon all and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. You know, this was when Jesus raised the son of the widow of Nain from the dead, and they saw him, and they fear God, and they feared God, and they worshipped. Why? Fearing God will bring us to worship God. And we need to worship God. And also, not as I want to worship Him, but as how He is pleased. That's a spiritual thing that results from fearing God appropriately. In Revelation chapter 14, Verse 7, Revelation chapter 14, verse 7, we read, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come, and worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Notice again the relationship between fearing God and worshiping God. To fear God means that we are going to be spiritual, that we are going to worship God, and we can remember what John chapter 4 verse 24 says, God is the Spirit and those who worship Him must worship in the Spirit and truth. And when we recognize that we need to fear God, we will bow before Him in worship. And that worship will not be on our own this That's not fearing God, that's doing what we want. When we worship God, appropriately, because of our fear to Him, we are going to do what God wants and not what I want. To fear God means, spiritually speaking, that we must be the kind of church that God has designed. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42 and 43, it says, And they continued a steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Verse 42, Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Notice that those who fear God did the things that God wanted them to do in His church according to His will. They day, in the apostles' doctrine. They continue together in fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Why? Because they fear God. Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, tells us, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipment of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. To fear God means that we are going to respect God's divine pattern. God's divine pattern for the church. We are going to follow the organization that God has given for the church. And we are going to work within that organization. And to fear God means, spiritually speaking, not only that we are going to worship according to God's will, that we are going to organize the church according to God's will, but that we are going to teach the plan of salvation according to God's will, according to God's word. And you know, I cannot think, I cannot think of any other way to not fear God that is more destructive, more disrespectful toward our God, more disrespectful toward Jesus Christ than to teach a plan of salvation that God has not given, than to teach a plan of salvation that Jesus Christ has not given or showed. To say to God, oh God, I'm not going to respect your plan. I'm going to invent, to create my own plan. And I'm going to do it according to my will, not according to your will. <clears throat> That's not fearing God at all. But so many do that in the world today. And they say, God will save me based upon what I believe. Based upon how ever I worship Him. Not upon what the Bible teaches. That's Period. Yeah. To fear God, we got to do God's will in regard the perfect plan of salvation. Philippians chapter two, verse twelve says, "Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence." Word. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. To fear God, we got to do God's will and reward, not forsaking the assembling. Hebrews chapter ten verse twenty-five. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, of ourselves together, as it is the manner of song, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Can you see? Fear and trembling. We have to remember those two words. Fear and trembling. Salvation is such an important issue. It's something that we need to take very serious. No lightly. We don't need to make light of God's plan of salvation. He has given. It's not my plan again. It's His plan. And that means, if I'm going to fear God, then I need to follow God's plan. And God's plan is very simple. It's very simple. What has Jesus said? What has Jesus done? He has said, number one, that we need to hear His word. Matthew 11, verse 15, Jesus says, He who has ear to hear, let him hear. Number two, we need to believe. John chapter 8, verse 24, Jesus said, Therefore I say to you that you will die in your sins, for if you do not believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Number three, we got to repent of our sins. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 13 verse 3 and also in verse 5, He said it twice. And you know the people in that day, they were talking about some disasters, some bad things that happened and took place in that particular time a tower fell down in Siloam, and many people died, and some other disasters happened. And Jesus said to them, Do you think that they were unrighteous because that happened? And then he turned to them, and he said to them, Except you repent, you shall all perish, just like they did. You see, Jesus brought the focus of looking at someone else and judging their sins. And He brought it back to me. He brought it back to me. I got to repent. That's what needs to be done. Repentance. Jesus said that. Number four, Jesus said to confess Him. Matthew chapter 10, verse 32 and 33. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Number five, and Jesus also said to be baptized. Mark 16, verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who doesn't believe will be condemned. And we also can read Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 28 verse 18 to 20. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go well, therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Jesus said it. I didn't say it. The preachers, the brethren here didn't say it. Jesus said, if we fear God, then we are going to say the same things. We are going to practice, we are going to all the same things, the same teachings. We are going to preach the same plan of salvation. If we don't do that, we haven't feared God at all. That's just the bottom line. We haven't feared God. And what is going to happen to those who did not fear God? Well, we have already seen the consequences. In closing, We need to fear God. Fearing God is a command in the Bible. It's not something that we can choose to do or not. It's a command. We need to fear God, first of all, emotionally, secondly, behaviorally, and spiritually. In all of these areas of life, the word fear God is used not to keep us down, not to scare us, but to motivate us then to do what God wants and what He desires for us to do. You know, at the end of King Solomon's life, he came to this conclusion. He tried all the pleasures that the world had to offer. He had explored all the philosophy and this was what he determined. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of all matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is man's all, for God will bring every word into judgment, including every secret thing. So this morning, you need to obey God's plan of salvation for your salvation, and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. We will gladly help you with that, and we encourage you to fear God and to follow His will all the days of your life. And if you desire that, you can do that this morning. Come forward.